Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you, Particularly Packers podcast once again. Oh, man, I'm coming to you first, and I mean it, man. Not maybe the first straight from the game, but I'm the first one to watch the tape and study it. Straight from the game, I went straight to the film, rewatched all of it multiple times. Um, I've put hours into this one, and I can pretty much tell you from my perspective what happened. And this is, you know, no BS, no beating around the bush. This is how I see it, and I'm, I'm good. I don't need to sleep on it. I'll come to you later in the week, maybe with another update. And another perspective, but for now, I'm pretty concrete. Here we go. Check it out, man. Packers, they just got spanked. We just got spanked. What was your performance? <laughs> With that being said, let's give it up for the New Orleans Saints. That's hard to do, but they put up 38. Green Bay got three, man. It's hard to cheer for them, but, you know, appreciate where they put it down, man. They put a smashing on us, man. That's how it goes. We know what happened. I don't know. Maybe we didn't have an offseason with our starting quarterback. I don't know. Maybe we didn't play any preseason. I don't know. Maybe the players are running this joint, and it don't seem to be working. Oh, man. How about that? How about that? All right. So, we'll start with Mr. Rogers. Start where it needs to start. Mr. Rogers, man. And I ain't talking about from, you know, talking about from the neighborhood. We're talking about... Mr. Aaron Rodgers went 15 of 28, 133 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. If I kept tally of bad decisions in this game, boy, I'd have a list, man. I'm telling you, man, it looked like I was trying to keep track of the days, how many little check marks I'd have. It was it was a disaster. It was, um, okay, we can start, we can call it rusty. That would be one word to call it. He was holding the ball way too long. Um, he threw an interception in the red zone. Very uncharacteristic. Uh, multiple, you know, multiple just poor choices. That would be the, you know, the nicest way that I can put it. He looked like shit. I mean, you can smell it. You can, it's, it's, it's all, all the above. I mean, it was a horrible game. Um, and he complained the entire time. The whole time he's jumping around complaining about calls he didn't get, complaining to the ref about taking too long for his timeouts. You ain't going to make it anyways. You ain't doing nothing. Uh, I mean, you fought you fought tooth and nail and complained for your three points, the only three points of the game. I get it. If they didn't give you the seconds, you still would have got the three points. So, oh, man, he's complaining his ass off just like he does in our front office. Nothing new, nothing new. How about that? I would laugh about it, hit the laugh button, but we ain't even laughing about it because it's just trash. It's garbage. The only time I saw this dude smiling, and this is some bullshit. We'll call out Aaron Rodgers on it, and you know, it looks bad. This is all camera angle perspective from the from the you know the viewer. But all we saw, I saw Joseph DeGuara, you know, and I'm, I'm wishing you the best, best of wishes, right there, man. We'll have a moment, you know, for him and just prayers for you, your family, and everybody. Our tight end Joseph DeGuara went down, very very scary injury. Um, you see him down. He is unconscious, clearly unconscious. When they showed his body, and I saw him down, and from his body they click up, and you just see Aaron Rodgers with a giant smile on his face, just chirping with the defenders, and they're just—they—that's what I think. Believe he was just looking at the defenders, just chirping back and forth, just having a great time over there. Players down, unconscious, traumatic injury, possibly, you know, definitely 
concussed and probably out for a while, possibly life-changing scenario, and he's over there just laughing it up with the defender. I mean, this is our leader right here, supposedly. I mean, we're going to give you a tremendous... I'm going to call that one out. I think that was bullshit. That was all bad. That was a horrible look. Um, That was not a leader. That was horrible, horrible, horrible. Now, you can just say it was bad camera angle, whatever. But my importance, when that ball's over and that whistle blows, is everybody healthy? And it would, it's not just me. It's my enemies. I want to know, you know, first you take body count. Everybody good. Everybody's up. All right. What happened? You want to joke? Okay, cool. But as soon as that whistle blows multiple times and you understand there's an injury timeout, this isn't time to joke. This is trying to figure out who it is. Now, here's the question for you all. Would he have been just laughing about it if it was um, Adams? If it was, you know, if it was uh, Mercedes Lewis? If it was Aaron Jones? Somebody that he really had a relationship with? Would he be sitting there laughing or would he, would he be more concerned right off the back? I don't know. Maybe he didn't see him down. Maybe he didn't hear the multiple whistles and the injury timeout. Maybe he didn't understand why the defender was talking to him and why he was stopping. Maybe he thought somebody... It's all very strange. I mean, um, health is the utmost importance. I'm sure that is what he tells himself every day, but it was very clear by the actions that was not in his priorities at the time. Um, They went back and you saw him grieving and very, you know, not happy about it, but that's all we saw was him down unconscious and that was the only time we saw Aaron Rodgers laughing the entire game um it was sad I watched the whole game again and I don't think I saw it it was it was really disgusting but that's uh that's the leader that we have right now and that's how that's gonna go um man that one hurt that one hurt um man I mean where, where do you go from that um yeah I mean it was it was uh, something. I have something written up there, but I can't even read it because it's so far away. And, I mean, what do you, what do, you do now? Um, it was a lot of poor decisions, just countless poor decisions. Um, let's just leave the decisions to the professionals. I mean, as far as what's going on around the, the team, that is going to be just what I say from it. Um, focus on being a quarterback. Don't focus on being a GM. Uh, you definitely need the practice. You could have used the off season. We could have used you during preseason. You know what I mean? We could have used the time on the field, the time with the players. Um, I don't understand the lineup at all. We'll go to let's let's get to Devonte Adams real quick. Devonte Adams. We can't even speak his name without saying Marshawn Lattimore. Let's give it up for Marshawn Lattimore. That cornerback held it down, man. He he plastered Adams. Made Adams made sure that Adams is not the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, week one, he was far from the best wide uh, Amari Cooper shut down any Devontae Adam talks from the go. From the go. I mean, that's, oh my goodness. Marshawn Lattimore came in questionable, I think doubtful with a knee injury, showed up tonight, hurt his right hand, ended up getting a cast on it, and was glued to the defender the entire time. Devontae Adams put up five of seven. Um, for 56 yards, you didn't even look his way because Lattimore was in his back pocket all night, man. 56 yards. Um, he was spect Devonte Adams. You you go back to the play. He was spectating on a play where Aaron Jones was fighting off his defender and fighting for the first down. He, I believe, he would have got the first down had Devonte Adams kept blocking off his player on the play instead of turning around to look at Aaron Jones fighting off his defender. As soon as Aaron Jones was breaking loose, 
boom, Devontae's player knocked Aaron Jones out of bounds, causing a fourth down. It was, I mean, you could watch the tape. Adams was just spectating on it. I wish he would have been blocking on the play and continuing to play, but he was just spectating. Um, it was it was poor film. Poor film all the way um, for the two guys that talked the most, the two guys that put putting up the biggest game. Adams definitely saying that he didn't need the preseason. He knows himself. He knows blah, 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 blah. Maybe you don't know the team. Maybe, you know, just like Rodgers. I know he knows that. Rodgers knows everything. He's got the crystal ball, but he did not have it today. Or maybe he did. Maybe he chose. Maybe this is a lack of love and just showing up to work and clocking in and not giving a, you know, maybe. I don't know. There's all types of things. There's going to be all types of questions out there to be answered. I'm not assuming nothing. I'm just going to preach what I saw. And this game was trash on our offensive side, especially. Um. Adams, we have nothing else to talk about. I mean, we can talk about Marshawn Lattimore. It would be easier to talk about him for 30 minutes, but we're not a Saints broadcast, so we're going to keep on moving. Um, Damn, that one hurt. That one hurt, man. We got spanked. MVS, I know everybody been gassing him up all offseason. Another person has just been talking about him. He was 3 of 8 for 17 yards. He definitely showed up. In Green Bay or something. I don't know where he was. He definitely wasn't in Jacksonville. That was a horrible game. Um, one that, you know, I wish we could forget, but I'm sure this is going to happen over and over. He did show up in the NFC Championship game, but that's about it. Other than that, it's pretty much. But we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, my boys. Um, MVS and girls and aliens and whoever else out there. Um, Lazard, he was 2 of 4 for 16 yards. So between the pair, it was. It was trash. I mean, it was a trash performance on most of the offense. And what I do want to say is it's very interesting that, you know, we had MVS out there. Devontae's always out there. So Devontae, he's a solid. He's going to be there. Opposite of Devontae, we'd have MVS and Lazard. I mean, that was very interesting. I do not believe, and I think this is game plan. This is coaching. You know, I think that Matt LaFleur definitely. Matt LaFleur, if you're listening, if not, you need to be. Don't do MVS and Lazard. It does not work. Do Envious or Lazard. I mean, and then where's Amari Cooper? Where's Randall Cobb? We need to, those are slot guys. You you have these big guys. It, it don't work like that. This, I mean, maybe it can. Maybe you can make it. I don't doubt this stuff. But if it's me, and that's why we got Amari Rodgers in there, we need him in the slot. You need a slot receiver. Envious is not a slot receiver. Lazard is not a slot receiver. These guys, if anything, are taller, longer guys. Put them on the outside. Let them run. But the slot, you you need a slot receiver. And these guys are not them. Come on, Matt LaFleur. This, this game, all together, game plan and everything. I can't put it all on Aaron Rodgers. This falls on Matt LaFleur. This is a all through the building, all through the building. Um, I definitely am coming to the conclusion that since Matt LaFleur came in the building and he is a young buck, I think that he's weak and came in. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers has sensed weakness. I think – um. Most coaches up until this point have suppressed Aaron Rodgers, his personality, his, you know, dominance, I guess, um, his ego and everything. I think that, you know, most people have been able to contain him. I think Matt LaFleur has failed doing so and also failed in the locker room. Um, and he's doing good on the field. He's calling decent plays. But in the locker room, it's it's gone madness. Um, you can see that Aaron Rodgers basically – I feel like running a good part of the locker room, especially on the offensive side. Devontae Adams is out here just calling shots. We've never had a player out here um, just talking the way that 
Devontae is talking and just when they ask if a deal will be done, but you know, just we've never had this and this is very uncomfortable. Um, we definitely had a little bit of, you know, personality stuff and stuff with uh, Brett Favre, but we thought he was going to retire. It wasn't a question of where he was going to go or what was going to happen or demands of money. And it was very new to us as Packer fans. I know that a lot of the league has, you know, dealt with this already, but as fact Packer fans, we definitely do not respect it. Let me re- repeat. We do not respect it. We, oh, you know what? We do respect it. I, I'm not going to disrespect them. So we do respect it, but we have different opinions. How about that? I do respect their opinion, definitely, as, especially as business people. That's cool. But we're Packer, like, you know, team first. And I get them. They're, they're, they're you know, me first, me first. And that's in the business world what you need to do, which is why Aaron Rodgers, back to his player interview, said that Elton Jenkins should stop bouncing around, you know, and being where he need, is needed, and he needs he should just stick to the most lucrative position because that's the way that they feel. They're definitely about themselves. They put themselves first. It's very clear. Uh, that's why Aaron Rodgers wasn't there this offseason and, you know, was away a lot of, you know, just time. He definitely wanted to put him first and his mentals and all that, but the team just suffered. The team definitely suffered, and that's that. I mean, you can argue it. You can say that if they did play preseason, you know, this this would have been the same. And all. No, Tom Brady played the preseason. You know what I mean? And that's that's greatness. That's that's the goat. That's, that's better than Aaron Rodgers will ever be, and he's playing preseason. Um, maybe that's something you guys can learn from right there. All right, give it to you real. Give it to you real. All right, so um, who else? Aaron Jones. He had five attempts for nine yards. He averaged 1.8 yard. I mean, he was, I don't know, maybe he was out in Texas or something. Maybe he didn't show, he didn't show up. I mean, Aaron Jones, he did make some good blocks. He didn't blow many, um, there wasn't very much blown coverage. I mean, blown blocks and, you know, missing blocks or anything. So Aaron Jones did show up on the blocking side. I give that to him. Um, two of two receptions, 13 yards, trash. I mean, trash performance. We gave him, it was not. That, those numbers are not worth the money, put it that way. Um, A.J. Dillon, he showed up, four attempts, 19 yards, average 4.8 yards, uh, one of two receptions for seven yards. So, you know, stat-wise, A.J. Dillon, man, he had a solid game. Um, we got to give you a clap. We can't give very many out during this game, so we thank you for letting us give one out. Um, with that being said, I mean, that's basically the offense. There's not too much to talk about. Three points. I mean, what else you want me to say? That's it. That's it. You guys were a put up put up three points. So maybe it wasn't an F, but it was definitely a D minus performance. I mean, it was it was trash. Um, Jordan Love came in with ten forty six left in the fourth. That's pretty early, guys. Not gonna lie, guys, girls, aliens, everybody, everybody. You can identify whatever you identify. If you're a toaster, man, hey, congratulations to you. This is all to everybody. Five of seven for 68 yards, and he fumbled. Oh, man, he fumbled on the five. He looked like he was going in to get the TD. It was going to give everybody something to laugh about. Oh, man, imagine being able to talk about Jordan Love coming out, putting the only touchdown on the board. That would have been beautiful. It would have been beautiful. It didn't happen. He fumbled. Um, I mean, there was a – who was it? Number seven. It was uh, one of the starter, number 70. He got beat on the inside. Got beat on the inside. It was tough. Uh, it was Royce Newman, I believe. Yeah, Royce Newman. No, he got beat on the INT. I don't remember. Somebody got beat. But either way, fumbled it. Jordan Love, hurt, hurt. But, you know, overall, decent performance. He did, you know, 
And it's messed up because he doesn't get Devontae Adams. He doesn't get a lot of the best players, and he still goes out there and put up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers did. Now they're going to say, you know, it's not the same defense, blah, 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 blah. Aaron Rodgers is flatter than the sodas that I pour out. You know what I mean? And I pour those out. That's trash. Um, And with that being said, man, I watched the O-line very closely when I went back over this game. The O-line, I'm going to be honest. They got a B minus. You might be able to give them a C. You know, if I'm if you want to give them a C, I give them a C. But for the rookies on the board and everything, they got a B minus. I mean, they did decent job. Aaron Rodgers, he was you know pressured. He did go down a couple times, but overall, and a lot of the sacks, I I I can't even blame him on the line. A lot of them was just him holding on to the ball and just poor choices overall. Times he could have thrown the ball away, and he just decided you know held on to it. Um, it was. It was bad. He looked very rusty. Overall, you know, with the line, Lucas Patrick definitely looked like a weak link. I saw him on his knees multiple times. He must have wore his, he definitely had his knee pads on because he was, you know, getting full use of them boys. I think three, four times I saw him just on his knees, like trying to figure out where to go. With that being said, he was definitely the weakest link. And there's two rookies starting, and they were not the weakest link. Definitely by far, uh, it was Lucas Patrick. Um, he also had a holding call that was declined, but it was still a holding call and he did show some mobility. I do want to, you know, say that he did move, you know, come from his spot and move out, and move around the edge out to the, the far side. And he was moving around pretty well, but Lucas Patrick was definitely, you know, missed a lot and had a lot to improve. It sucks cause he's not a rookie. So I don't think that we should have to give him time to improve. Um, with Bakiari, hopefully coming back by week six, it's going to be trouble ahead. Hopefully we can get somebody in the building and, you know, working in that department. Josh Myers, our center. Let, let's give him a clap. Boy, you deserved it. You deserved it. That was an amazing game as a rookie in our center. All the snaps went perfectly, flawlessly. Um it was very, very well executed. He definitely could have been better. You know, there were definitely there's spots to improve. I would say mostly he can improve at releasing to the next level, you know, jumping up and getting the um, getting to the linebackers because he was helping on the linemen, giving a double team, and then he would come off. But by the time he got to the next level, the, the linebacker had already dusted him by a step or two, and he was kind of more looking at the linebacker's back. And this is going to be game speed college with these guys were not as fast a linebacker would still be diagnosing what's going on and still making his move nfl these dudes are fast you can help bing bing but you got to go um he'll learn that he'll definitely learn that but a great rookie game once again josh myers definitely good game brother good game great game i give you that royce newman solid performance i give you a clap also you definitely got beat on one of the interceptions. You know what I mean? You definitely got beat. Um, you definitely have some things to improve on, but you weren't the weakest link. Um, you were out there. You did a very good job. Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner, you guys did, you know, what you do. Hands off both of y'all, man. Like I said, the line was not that bad. I got to be honest. They they didn't do the best. Um, Rushing-wise, you know, they could have definitely opened some bigger holes back there for Aaron Jones, but... 1.8 yards, he just really wasn't He wasn't pushing it. There wasn't a lack of spark, a lack of chemistry on the offense completely. Lack of energy, lack of motivation. I mean, bad. 
it was it was all toxic. This whole locker room, everything, listening to the media from an outside view, it's been, it it looks very toxic. So I'm not very surprised looking at the offensive situation. I think it sounded disgusting all through the interviews. I thought the defense had a lot more juice, but this is this is looking very suspicious. With that being said, and I'm going back to this, this is probably head coach. I don't know how far this goes. I want to blame Mark Murphy for this, but the team captains. You have Aaron Rodgers, Adams, and Mercedes Lewis. Now that that's understandable. That's offense. That's who you expect. Defense. You have de- defensive tackle Kenny Clark, uh, cornerback Jahir Alexander, and safety Adrian Amos. And then you have kicker Mason Crosby, of course. But that defensive. You're missing somebody. You're missing somebody. Zadaria Smith, where are you at? Zadaria Smith was a 2020 Pro Bowler. You know what I mean? With contract concerns already, with rumors about, you know, he was concerned about his contract. Maybe he wanted a little bit more money or something. I had heard the rumors. There was nothing public, but it was out there. I definitely read it. He was a captain last year, and... He's not even in the picture this year. He wasn't even elected. Um, you know, they talked about there were m- multiple players picked and everything. But it's very interesting that, you know, no, not too many, buddy, none of the Packers media was speaking on it. But he even went to social media and posted, wow, with a little, like, the emoji of the guy rubbing his, his chin, like, questioning, like, no love. You know what I mean? Like, very interesting when that came out. I know he's had a back injury and has missed a lot of training camp and, you know, the off season. So he hasn't been around the the room as much, which is what when Coach LaFleur was asked about it, he said, you know, not word for word, but byproduct of not being around the guys as much was why he didn't get the votes. And it does come out, you know, if he wasn't voted there, it's not up to LaFleur to put him there. But I'm very suspicious and kind of concerned about why he would be a captain last year, 2020 pro bowler. And this year he's not even, you know, voted up there. Um, he had very limited snaps during this game. I thought he had a very good game. They called him on a BS, uh, roughing the passer, which was very big. Cause I believe it was like third and goal, give him first. And they got a touchdown off it. It was, it was horrible, but it is what it is. That's the games. Darius had a pretty decent game. Um, the times that he was in, you had a decent game, especially with a back injury. So thank you, Zadarius. But keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that whole captain thing. I'm sure he's unhappy with it. Um, extremely probably disappointed more than anything. Maybe not unhappy, but extremely disappointed. Um, he, he's, you know, he's a captain, man. He, he was last year. He sure was. And it's very strange now. Very strange. I think that, you know, Amos, you have a safety and a quarterback. That's kind of suspicious, but they both deserve it. Nothing away from Amos or Alexander or Kenny Clark. So that is what it is. Let's skip on from that, but we'll check back on that situation later. Eric Stokes, man, congratulations, brother. The only real, like, cornerback to even put up a stat besides a tackle, and he was the only one with a pass deflection. Congratulations once again. First game, you're the only one, put it down. Defense put up zero sacks, zero INTs, and zero forced fumbles. What a game for the other team. All right, Joe Barry, man, what happened, man? I'm not going to lie. The last time, whenever I think of Joe Barry, I think of Detroit. And unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, we look like a Detroit Lions defense out there. (gasps) 
That's horrible. I know. I wish I could never say that again. But, man, we looked awful. I mean, even on a fourth and seven with 508 in the second, they weren't concerned about us, man. They ran a screen, and they got it. They, they pulled it off. Um, I know that Campbell was kind of caught out of position due to the motion, and maybe it was a play call. Or I'm not really sure. We definitely we got to fix it. He's got to fix it. We looked bad. There were players running wild. Either we were in zone and players were caught out of you know zone and trying to cover and just miscommunication, definitely miscommunication. It was, it looked bad. We didn't do good in zone. And every time we played man, especially up on the, the defensive line, everybody just gunning. They're not filling gaps. You don't have linebackers covering gaps at all. You just... Everybody's just running around like they're doing their own thing. You have ends crashing in while the play is bouncing out. There's no containment. It's it's madness out there. Everybody's just like, here, you got freedom. Just go ahead. And it was very scary. It was very different than like a Dom Capers defense. Um, I know Petten, everybody was like, oh, we had a lot of freedom. This looked like a lot of freedom. And with that being said, Dean Lowry, man, this was a epic, man, epic. I think we need to get him out of the rotation. I would not mind seeing him traded this week. Hopefully we can, man. Go, Pat, go. I know he's done a long time with us. Horrible game tape. Horrible, man. I mean, he had an offsides on a fourth down that was just substantial. They came around and hit a, hit a touchdown right after that. I mean, he was blocked by Camara. On a touchdown, I mean, Kamara lit him up, boy, and that's little Kamara. I mean, you need to blow him up. And then when Kamara did blow him up, it stopped uh, Rashawn Gary from being able to make the play. It was it was a poor, for very poor performance from Dean Lowry. Um, I mean, and the saddest part, and I'm going to call you out on this, brother. He stopped playing with nine minutes and thirty-two, uh, nine minutes and twenty-six seconds in the third quarter. I mean, he just stopped playing partway through the play. He was double teamed. He, you know, he got pushed a little bit to the outside and he just stopped. He watched the play, sat there as a spectator. It's horrible. You want to watch the tape? Go back nine minutes, 26 in the third quarter. Worst reason. I mean, cut Dean Lowry at that point, but definitely we need to do something. He was definitely a weakness. They ran all over us. Dean Lowry's game tape was rated an F. We're going to give him the straight F. The only F, F, F on the board, man. You all right that sucks man but dean lowry man that was a horrible game once again um we've been calling it out definitely a weak spot in the in just the defense in general tyler lancaster and now look man i'm starting to feel racist because it's only the, the two big ass white dudes on the defensive line but it is the truth man he had a horrible game Tyler Lancaster, man, your game was a D rating. <laughs> On the Bob Dog, meter of weakness. Yeah, you ranked pretty damn high, bro. Um, multiple mistakes. Uh, dude, Tyler Lancaster, he goes in reverse, man. That boy's wheels, he gets pushed around. That's all I can say. Oh, man, he did this amazing nosedive technique. You guys should have seen it. He could have taken on the blocker, but he said, check it out. You ever seen those birds that just shoved their head in the dirt? He did it on his own. You know, sometimes the defenders, like Donovan Asu, they mean. They'll shove your head in the dirt. He said, look, bro, I'll do it for you. Tyler Lancaster just dove in the dirt. I believe it resulted in a touchdown or a gain on fourth down. It was substantial play, but his nosedive technique, very interesting. Not sure where he learned that. It looked like he was in three-point stance and his hand came out from under him. He just said, bloop. But very interesting, very interesting. Um, 
Yeah, horrible game, bro. Horrible. Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, definitely the weaknesses. If we could patch those up on the defensive line, it would help. With that being said, um, I'm looking at the list, and there are not too many positives all around the board. Kenny Clark, though, we can talk about that dude and his double team. He picked up a double team almost every damn play. So this is how they do it. This is how they're going to do it going forward unless we fix it. Dean, uh, So you have Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, the way we were doing it, and Kenny Clark in the middle. Kenny Clark takes the double team. So Kenny Clark is stuck. You have two guys on him. He's not supposed to win. So he gets beat. Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, they both take a one-on-one. They never win. Never win. So they're getting pushed around. Boom. You got everybody's covered up with the two on the Kenny Clark. Running backs right through it. That's how they did it the whole time. The technique worked over and over. Watch the film. It works. People are going to continue to do it unless we change out Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster. Dean Lowry's costing us a lot of money. I don't remember how many millions exactly, but this dude is a waste of it. Here we go. Waste. Go pack go. It was fun while it lasted, but this feels like one of the Rogers homies things that we're just keeping around, and he's got to go. I've been saying it, and this tape was trash. Preston Smith, um, I give you a little clap, but that's it. That's it. Just because you applied a lot of pressure, um, like I said, zero sacks, you know, nothing severe, but Preston Smith did show up. He was definitely chasing the quarterback, had him running around. Um, decent game. Decent game, brother. No complaints there. Definitely could have got some sacks, huge room for improvement, but you need the pressure on the other side, somebody to run in, and that's where Zadarius used to be key. Um, Zadarius, he had a decent game, you know, no complaints. Um, Very limited on snaps, uh, very limited. Didn't play very much. When he did, he definitely made a difference. You knew he was there. He had the very poor roughing the passer call. Um, could have been an interception by Savage. They would have reviewed it. Would have been interesting if it, you know, stand stood or not. But either way, roughing the passer, it was a clean hit, decent. You know, and didn't hit the face or anything. It was just a bad call. Zadarius Smith, decent game, brother. Decent game. We can give you that, especially with the back injury. We give you that once again. Give you that once again. All right, Devondre Campbell. We can give him a C, maybe a C minus. I mean, he was there. He was consistent. He made tackles. He didn't miss tackles. Um, he wasn't the fastest to the spot. You know what I mean? He did get beat a couple times. He, you know, wasn't in the, the spot I would like to see him in. He Sometimes he was lined up in the correct spot and shifted out of where I would like to see him in, um, probably on his own, you know, decisions. There was definitely a time where I saw that the mic wasn't working, and I believe he had a he didn't communicate the play very well because I saw defenders yelling all over trying to you know figure out what exactly was going on, and he was hitting his helmet trying to get communication, and it looked kind of confusing. Definitely can use some improvement on that. That should lean you closer to the C minus, but overall decent game. Um, not much different than a Blake Martinez would have given us. You know, just consistent cat tackles, not on the other side of the ball. They were definitely on. Our side every time, four-yard average probably. Uh, so I can't really, you know, it wasn't a standout game, but wasn't the worst game. That pretty much sums up the defense and special teams. I can't speak about the special teams without mentioning Ty Montgomery, and that is funny because most of the Packer fans, if you've been a Packer fan for a while, you remember the name Ty Montgomery, man. He downed a punt. It just amazingly at our five at the five yard line, man. It was amazing to watch. He dove for that thing. It was all personal. You can tell the way he blocked it and it just started mugging. It was like you mother, y'all had me. 
Um, amazing special teams play by Ty Montgomery. Give it up to you. As a former Packer, go back, go. And here was a crazy stat that they said during the game that caught me by crazy. Remember, we got beat 38-3. to The only wide receiver on the field for the Saints that was drafted was Ty Montgomery. And we let that dude go. Ty Montgomery was nowhere near a wide receiver, man. That dude, you know what I mean? We turned him into a running back, and that didn't work. But he could barely return kicks, and it was interesting. It's interesting to still still see him bouncing around the league. I'm happy for him. But that was the only wide receiver on the field for the Saints that was drafted was Ty Montgomery. That just shows you what they had to work with and what Jamin Wilson smacked us around with. So uh, it was interesting, man, very interesting. Um, Overall, the... You know, good punts. I think our, our new punter, I think he did pretty good. What's his name? Um, Bohorquez? Yeah, I think so. I think that's your name, but I hope I got it right. Um, I give you like a, you got like a B plus on the day. You definitely had some good punts. Um, we had some good kickoffs, you know, not good kickoffs because we didn't score enough to kick the ball off, but the kickoffs we had all went successfully. Um, kickoff returns. Went decent. Kylan Hill did fumble. You know, he mishandled a a ball that he ended up having to chase back down and took it to the 15-yard line before he was tackled. That was kind of iffy, but overall, you know, better than usual. Um, Only one little iffy play, but overall, we didn't do much on special teams. It was just a trash day. The kicking was whatever. You know, decent day. There was no huge errors, and that's what we basically ask. Um, Kylan Hill had the only, you know, hard one, but... That those are hard balls to, to get. I understand, but you're gonna have to prioritize stopping the ball first, and then worry about dipping. All right. With that being said, um, that pretty much sums up the Packers, man. You want to understand where where the loss happened? It was uh, right up front. I mean, we didn't win the line. We definitely didn't win. But I'm gonna put that on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers with the magic and what he's paid. That game's going to fall on Aaron Rodgers in game plan. Matt LaFleur, um, I think that's probably what they need to be focused on and what they should have been focused on, and we needed the preseason. To, um, fuck what they say. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, man, this is proof. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in Tom Brady. The proof is in um, fuck your emotions and the way that you, oh, well, personally, I know that I know the way that, I, no, man, well, personally, you don't know what's best for the team. You might know what's best for yourself, but we ain't worried about yourself. We're worried about the team. Um, we, this is why we came out slow. We just took an L. Um, we got 17 games now. So what you just give one away, I guess. Um, very rusty overall offense looked like trash. Um, the line was probably the strongest part and that came out with two rookies. Uh, it doesn't look promising for the future unless we can do something with Lucas Patrick, but he was a weakest link and that is not going to improve anytime soon. We've known this has been ongoing. There's a reason why he hasn't been up there and a starter for us. Um, defense, we looked whack. Um, Joe Barry, it's going to be all eyes on you, and you better figure this out. Zadarius, I know there's something brewing under the surface. Um, I know the wild comment was there. You're not a captain, but you were a 2020 Pro Bowler. Very interesting. Weird how they switch things over there and uh, – I don't know. Rogers hasn't mentioned anything about it, but Eric Stokes, once again, congratulations, brother. You made your stat up there. You had a decent game. Kevin King, I don't even know if I put him on my list, man, but 
he's hard to talk about. I didn't even have him up there because none of the cornerbacks really did anything exciting about. Kevin King got his ass whipped again on two plays, just two plays, but it was the same damn play. The same play, man. He got smoked running deep from an undrafted player. It was Miller in the NFC Championship, but that little dude's quick. He just got dusted by, like I said, they only had one drafted wide receiver, and that was Ty Montgomery, a dude that we cut long ago. Kevin King just just got laced up, man. He just got smoked by a wide receiver. I believe Eric Stokes starts next week. That's going to be my prediction right there. It needs to happen if we're going to stand a chance. Um, Kevin King, if he needs to come off the bench, if he needs to later on or, you know, to help or bounce around, that's cool. But definitely he's a liability. He cannot be out there giving up that big play every game. Can't happen. Can't be allowed. Let's do something about that. Other side of the ball, Jameis Winston, 14 of 20, 148, five touchdowns. I will give you a round of applause. (laughs) Trying to fill uh, Drew Brees' shoes. Those are huge shoes to fill, man. Those are huge shoes. All the pressure was on you. A lot of eyes on you. Put down five TDs, no interceptions. Hey, round of applause, brother. Round of applause. You deserve it. Alvin Kamara, 20 attempts, 83 yards, 4.2 average, zero TDs. Not bad. Defense, like I said, you, you did decent. You did decent containing him. He's usually good for 100-plus yards and some touchdowns. He didn't get it. You did decent, but Jameis Winston threw all over us. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, that dude. He was all over the place. That dude was uh, he was out of control. He was, you know, three tackles, but, you know, I saw him a lot. He made some big plays out there. Definitely made some big play. Marshawn Lattimore, he was the defensive player of the game if I had to choose one just because he literally eliminated Devontae Adams. And Kwan Alexander, for the people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys understand I've been wanting us to sign that guy. Um, it sucks that he only recorded stats wise two tackles, but Kwan Alexander was all over the field making, you know, his impress, you know, making his presence felt. And it was amazing to watch because I've been rooting for that guy since his Achilles injury and just watching his story. And I've actually followed him on Instagram and just watched his recovery. And I was hoping that we got him, but it's just good to see him out there on the field and he was balling out of control. So congratulations to you guys and the new Orleans saints. I don't like to say it, but y'all earned it. So we give it where it due. Wish it was our team earning that shit. But you know what I mean? We'd rather just uh, chill in Hawaii and enjoy our offseason and just be all over the media for some bullshit. But that's how the Packers seem to be at this point. Still wouldn't mind if we uh, traded Aaron Rodgers to Denver and go ahead and get rid of Adams at the same time since he's probably not going to sign with us next year. I don't want to let go of Adams, but since we're not letting him play with Jordan Love anyways, you might as well get some dope shit for Adams, man, you could get hooked up for Adams, boy. I tell you what, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Especially if we go two or three games like this. I'm telling you, it's going to have to happen. But it's still early. I know it's one week, but it's still disgusting. Like I was disgusted this morning when I was trying to throw together everything after listening to the interviews. I'm just tired of like the drama and just them talking about everything but football. And everybody's talking about, you know, just like Devontae Adams would say, yeah, we need the pieces. We need... Boy, you need to play better. Like, there's some serious drops, some serious, you know, you could have done a lot better. That's all I can say. All right. So, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up right there. I definitely want to jump in, be one of the first ones to bring it to everybody because that's what I do. It's all Packer love. I want to go back and now see where the Rams are at in their game. I actually turned that game off just so I can 
focus on finishing because I was watching games and trying to watch the Packer game. And, oh, man, oh, man. I'm telling you, I was watching it back and going through all of it, man. Overall, as a – it, it starts with coaching. The reason that we lost is definitely going to start with coaching. The energy wasn't there. It was lack of preparation on offensive side, defensive side. Aaron Rodgers definitely didn't bring his cape. He wasn't trying to save the day. Um, defensively, nobody was there to really press it. You know, it was. It looked awful. It looked awesome. It looked as I expected with Joe Barry. Um, it looked like most of his defensive ha- defensive defenses have looked. I mean, that's it. We look like. You know, his past product. Don't know why they expected something different. But with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. This is Bob Dog coming to you. But I want to give you a preview because I did see something. Did you guys know Mark Sanchez is an announcer? I'm going to cover this in later in the week in another episode. But Mark Sanchez is an announcer. It was horrible. Um, He announced, I think, on the 49er game or Washington game. But it was something that. You knew who it was, and it was like, oh, my goodness, is this butt fumble speaking into the microphone? Very interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll be good at something. We'll see. Um, a catch, I believe. Hopefully I got the names right. McLaurin. McLaren. McLaurin, I think. A catch for Washington. I'm just saying because I was flipping through. I watched a lot of that game. I believe it was with like 1130 in the third. That was an amazing catch, I believe, in Washington. It had something to do with Washington. But this catch was miraculous. Defenders jumping all over. He's doing this twist in the air, basically a barrel roll. Switches it up, catches it off his face mask. Beautiful play. Um, I hope it's McLaurin or something like that. McLaughlin or McLaurin, I hope, man, because i give you a round of applause, my brother. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful catch. And then uh, I'm definitely going to discuss, even though I'm probably not supposed to, the Trey Lance um, Black Lives Matter thing on the back of his helmet, and that's some bullshit. I ain't going to lie. Um, I don't think anybody's personal opinions and all that bullshit needs to be on the football field, and I think that the football shit, we don't even want Reebok on the back of there. You know what I mean? On some real shit. We don't want no Trump on the back of there. We don't want to know what the hell you standing for. Except for your team, to be honest. That's coming in the next episode later in the week. We will cover it whether they like it or not because that's what we do. This is Bob Dog checking out with you. Um, Subscribe where you get your podcast. Listen, you know what I mean? Link up on social media. Hit me with your questions, comments, concerns, and hit me with the bullshit because our quarterback do it. Hey, check it out, guys. Checking it out. Bob Dog, I'm out. Go Pack Go, baby. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening and as always, Go Pack Go!